now for Almost Famous, featuring local music and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England on 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage Hour, 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea. Today coming to you from the remote tiny stage um, at Boston Calling 2023. I'm recording some interviews with some of the local talent taking part in this year's festival. And there is quite a bit of local talent at this year's lineup. First of all, if you're a local band or musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, simply reach out. You can find all the contact information on the Almost Famous page at 959WATD.com. Give me a follow tonight on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. Subscribe to the podcast. Find that by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or head over to almostfamousradio.com. So we are going to get things started with our backstage interviews at Boston Calling with somebody who might be familiar to you. She's been on WATD before. She's a great singer-songwriter from the Boston area, performed an incredible set this year at Boston Calling, and that would be Allie McGurk. Allie, how are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I am doing great. So I was hoping to see you last year, but the uh, the weather gods didn't quite agree with that. Uh, it was devastating. That proposal, so... Uh, what happened, and uh, how did you come back this year? Well, it was a beautiful sunny day. It started off that way. started off that way, and then a dark cloud came over, a big lightning storm. We all got evacuated to the stadium here at Harvard, and it was just a nightmare. There was singing going on over there. Everybody yeah, they, well, they yeah. some people were making the best out of it. I was pretty much having an emo corner. I could, yeah, I could totally understand that. Yeah. <laughs> so how did everything work out for you to come back this year? Luckily, they just made good on that offer and invited us back. Us and Coral Moons were the only yeah, other two bands that got. Too. Yeah, and we both got canceled, so we're both back this year. Oh, you saw them yesterday? I did, yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. And I think it almost worked out for the better because I think, you know, both you and Coral Moons have grown artistically over the last year, so it's a different performance than we would have seen last year anyway. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. So, for those who might not be familiar with you, who is Allie McGurk? Give yourself an introduction. Okay. Well, I'm a lot of things. I'm a I'm a lover. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Belt it out. <laughs> like you said, I, I am a singer and a songwriter and a band leader. I love soul music and blues. I think those are my biggest influences, although I think my music spans a lot of different genres. Try not to be two in one genre. And yeah, I'm from around the Boston area, but I recently moved to Burlington, Vermont. So. Fantastic. Everybody's moving up to up there. Oh, yeah. It's a good place to wait out the end times. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So the last time that I met you, you had just released Slow Burn. In fact, oh I, I went to the album release show, I think, at, at the time, Radio or Thunder Road? Thunder Road. Yes. So what's been new in your world since then? Wow. Yeah. Slow Burn feels like a whole other lifetime. That was really my first college try, I would say, at going pro in the music scene and taking myself a little more seriously than I had for the years prior, just playing a bunch of gigs but never recording anything. And ever since Slow Burn, I've been really pushing it and trying to write a bunch of songs. And then I ended up making that second record, Till It's Gone. Yeah, which came out... 2022, last year. Last September, yep, on Signature Sounds Records. Great, great label too. Um, yeah, so that was my label debut and... If the slow burn, the concept behind slow burn was like, just let it happen, take your time, organic, things just, you know, organic growth, like 
Just throw all the musicians in the room and see what happens. And don't put too much pressure on it. Till It's Gone was sort of a, the next step from there, which is, you know, it's a lot to give to be a musician and it's a lot to put out there, but we're going to give it all until it's gone, you know? And I so it that. was just sort of diving in head first, trying our best and getting some heavy people to collaborate on the record, getting the label and all that stuff, yeah. That's fantastic. I've been to a bunch of festivals here in the Boston area. I think this is one of the most diverse lineups that I've ever seen. Almost every band performing has at least one female member in their band. Yes. The importance of being supportive and inclusive and welcoming to everyone. How does that relate to you and how important is that to you in your life? Yeah, I saw that. There's an account on Instagram called Book More Women and they do a report card for all these different festivals of what percentage of the bands in that festival have at least one woman in the band, which is, I think, a pretty low bar. Boston Calling has 60%, which is one of the best That's ratings. Amazing. It feels good these days to be a woman in the music industry, I think, more than it did when I was coming up as a young person. It, like you said, there's a lot more successful bands that have female-fronted or, you know, have women in the rhythm section, which is, I think, even more important because you generally, when I was growing up, it was that the girls were the singers and the boys played the in the band. Yeah, exactly, the heavy lifting. Um, and that didn't really feel good when I was coming up, but... I've been empowered as I've gotten older, and I think the times have changed in that way, too. So it feels exciting to see some women really shredded up. Where can people find you online? Oh, please do find me online. My website is AllieMcGurk.com. That's A-L-I-M-C-G-U-I-R-K is my name, .com. And my handle on Instagram and Twitter is Ali Sings Songs. A-L-I Sings Songs. There's a double S in there. Could trip you up. But Speaking of Ali Singing Songs, let's do one more track for you to close out the segment. What do, right. what do you want to hear? Somebody just asked me five minutes ago what my favorite song on the record is. And I don't know if that's always my answer, but today I said Evelyn. That song happened slowly. It was, I think, part of the reason why I appreciate it so much now is because it took so long to write those lyrics and put the puzzle of the story that I wanted to tell together for it. It is not a true story or anything concrete, but it does reference and pull from different elements of my family's history and the history of women in our society and our roles as women and mothers and all that kind of stuff. So, it was a challenge to write that song because I had a lot to say, but I didn't want to say anything too directly. So it came together and I'm really happy with what ended up coming from it. If you asked her, she said, he's gonna use you for the good love you have. Just not to be abused.
Famous on 95.9 WATD. John Shea backstage at Boston Calling 2023. Being joined right now by the Q-Tip Bandits who just played a fantastic set on the Tivoli stage. How are you guys doing? We're doing fantastic. Shouldn't be better. Excellent. So who do we have here? Who is the Q-Tip Bandits? I'm Leo Sun. I play guitar and I also sing for the band. My name is Claire Davis. I play bass and I also sing. My name is Hoyt Parquet. I play the trombone and percussion. Hey, it's Dakota Maycrantz. I play drums and I sing as well. Hi, this is Macklin Tucker. I play the trumpet, the keys, and a little bit of percussion. So how did you guys all come together? We actually uh, met right here in Boston. We're not all from here. Leo's the only Boston native, but we uh, met at Berklee College of Music in our first semester and all got along <laughs> very well musically, Leo and I at first, and then we kept adding more and more people as, as the years went on. Yeah, now here we are today. Talk about the band name, the origin of the band name. How did that happen? Well, there's this rap group from the 90s called Tribe Called Quest, and they had an MC called Q-Tip. And I was listening to Midnight Marauders a lot before starting at Berkeley. And it was actually just a session of, like, spitballing. And one of the names that popped off of my head, granted, there were some really crappy names before. And think what you want about the name the Q-Tip Bandits. If you think it's crap, at least you've heard of it. But right now it has become... We clean your ears, we steal your hearts. We'll smile while we do it. Where can people find you online? You can find us anywhere there's music on the internet. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Facebook, Tidal, Deezer, Instagram, TikTok, at the Q-Tip Bandits. And as forementioned, Q-Tip like clean your ears, Bandits like steal your heart. I want to go back to the band for a second here. You guys have multiple lead singers in the band. How do you decide who's singing lead and how do you write for multiple lead singers? Well, as of now, uh, everything that we've released so far has been either I'm writing it, this is Claire, or Leo is writing it. Whoever's songwriter brings in the song usually will end up singing on that song. Just because, you know, the songs you write, you're close to, they're very personal to you. And so it kind of just has happened naturally for us. And we're experimenting a little more with that in our upcoming songs that we're working on and, and ready to record. We're working on an EP right now, and it's the first time we've kind of started writing for each other. And so Claire will bring a song in with each other, starting to do co-writes and really delving into what it means to get vulnerable with each other as songwriters. You guys have a horn section. How do you incorporate the horn sound into the composition of the music? I'll let the horn players take it, but originally I wrote a lot of the parts for this and we were just thinking, how do we make horns play lead guitar lines? Because I'll hold down the rhythm and they can play the melodies, they can do all the cool things, and I'll just make a nice little canvas for them, but I'll let them tell you about being horn players. Like Leo said, we bring a lot of guitar elements into the horn lines, and I think in line with that, we try to be bright and happy, and we try to bring a texture that really complements the music, and I think it works. Uh, yeah. Totally. It's your boy Macklin again. I think, yeah, Leo wrote uh, initially most of the horn lines, and they're really great, and now we're trying to like incorporate a little bit more like horn pizzazz in them. It kind of gives it like an airy, breezy feel that's fun. We're going to do a track right now from you guys. What are we listening to first? Our oldest song that is out there in the world is called Willow. I actually wrote that song maybe 11 years ago. This year I celebrated eight years clean and sober. Congratulations. Willow is the first song I wrote coming back home from Southern California after a lot of mental health complications. And so I was leaning into the music and a couple more years of that same way of living, I just kind of 
something stopped clicking in my brain. I could not hold a rhythm, I could not hold a pitch, and I looked at what was in front of me if I kept living the way that I was living, and that meant not being able to play music or write or do the thing that I love to do. And they say that people have a choice, a crossroads of, am I willing to lose the next thing in my life to keep living the way that I want to live? And I was not willing to lose this thing that I think that I had. I seen fire and I've been
Q-Tip Bandits 95.9 WATD. That's called Willow. I'm John Shea coming to you backstage at Boston Calling 2023, chatting up some of the local talent taking part at this year's festival. And we are up against our first break of the tiny stage hour. Still ahead, tons of great local music interviews from Boston Calling, including Coral Moons, Chrysalis, the Blue Light Bandits, and a little fuss. So stick around. 95.9 WATD. It's Almost Famous. Almost Famous with John Shea on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage Hour. 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. And tonight it's a remote tiny stage. This is being recorded backstage at Boston Calling 2023. You can always follow me online tonight, Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. Subscribe to the podcast by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or head over to almostfamousradio.com. And right now being joined by the band Coral Moons. How are you guys doing? Great. Yeah, very good. We're on fire. Doing great. <laughs> Last but not least. Vibin'. That sounds good. So am I. Talk about how you all met. So Manuel and Carly, which it's great because Manuel got to play keys today on the stage, but originally Manuel played the bass in the band, but Manuel and Carly met in a Quincy office space. We worked in corporate America. We still do work in corporate America. Still got to pay the bills. But yeah, we started doing open mics in the office together and found a love of music together. And then we started writing music together. It was only natural for us. So if somebody here in Coral Moons for the very first time, how would you describe your sound? I would say it's a mix of indie rock with uh, retro rock, leaning more towards the indie rock nowadays. Very cool. Talk about the origin of the band name. How did you come up with Coral Moons? People in my life have called me Coral for a very long time. But recently, there was a resurgence of Coral because of the memes around The Walking Dead. Coral! Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for some reason, at this point when I was like, oh, I would love to you know, start a band, we need to come up with a name. Just everybody in my life was calling me Coral because of that meme. And it just felt right <laughs> and very timely. <laughs> Working as a band now, how does the songwriting process work and how has it evolved from when you first started writing songs for solo stuff? Yeah, so uh, we actually started with Hope and Things was, uh, I guess like we started writing on that and that was kind of an experimental phase for Carly where uh, I was doing a lot of the songwriting and she was coming up to speed on understanding that you can kind of create your own music and write your own music. And then Carly uh, just started writing like, theses around these songs and we just started cranking and writing and writing and so nowadays it's a lot of Carly just coming to the band with some great tunes that we all just fall in love with and we just want to like bring it to life as quickly as possible we're going to play one of your songs right now from Coral Moons what do you want to hear? I Feel Alive yeah so I wrote that song sitting on the back porch of Justin's parents house we had just entered the pandemic and we were hanging out in the country in West Virginia for a couple of months and I just felt like my life was a little bit of a lie I'd been telling people that I was a city person my whole life and then we went out to the country and I felt more vibrant than I'd ever felt before so that's kind of where that started and yeah just Justin helped me with the chords on that one but it came together in like a day <laughs> the name of the song again is I feel alive on WATD
Almost Famous. Don't miss an episode. Check out the podcast at almostfamousradio.com. John Shea backstage at Boston Calling 2023, and I'm being joined in the media tent right now by one of the bands who just performed and sounded absolutely amazing. They're called Little Fuss. How are you guys doing? Doing good. good. Thank you for having us. My pleasure. So let's start off with some introductions. Who wants to go first? Hi, I'm Olive. I sing and play rhythm guitar. I'm Cody. I play lead guitar, and I don't sing. I'm Vitor, and I hit things with sticks. I'm Delia, and I play bass. And sing harmony vocals, exactly. And she does sing. How did you guys all meet? Well, Cody and I met studying abroad in Spain, which is coincidental since we're both from Ohio. And then we came here to Boston together, and... That's where we met Vitor and Delia. Yeah, that's when things really started taking off, like when we made our live debut and like our first music video we shot on the T and, you know, so it was, yeah, it was cool. Let's talk about the origin of the band name. How did that happen? It was part of a song lyric that I had written right before meeting Cody that was just something about like, you don't ask me to make a fuss about the little things or something and that was kind of just what I was looking for from people at the time and I felt like was sort of the vibe of our friendship and our dynamic as like creative collaborators so yeah I suggested it and then I thought it was a bad idea so I said okay this is an idea but I don't think we should do that and Cody spent months trying to convince me that we should use that name and we went on an entire road trip trying to come up with a different name and then at the end of it Cody finally convinced me that the first name we had come up with was the best one. So over the last 10 years women have had a more and more prominent role in the music business whether that's fronting a band, booking a club, producing, managing and so on. So as a Boston band with two strong women performing, what has your experience been? I mean, it's been awesome. It's really fun. I feel like in our little sort of circle that we exist in, I have a lot of friends who kind of are females in bands, which is great. But then it is kind of funny when you look more at big picture things and realize what a sort of small percentage or anytime we go to a show like Delia and I will often be the only woman at the show even if it's a lineup of four bands or something and we'll be the only woman in the room even with like crew and band members included which is kind of weird and for the most part we have really nice experiences with everybody so it's great I feel like we have a lot of allies in the community especially in Boston but definitely more women should be welcomed into the music industry and I think it can be tough because there's this sort of masculine gatekeeping that happens that convinces women they're not worthy enough or not talented enough when they actually are usually overqualified and so I don't know I think we just need to remind women out there that they have the skill set that it takes to have a very successful career in the industry. What advice would you give to an aspiring female musician right now listening? Oh my gosh, be yourself. And also, honestly, this morning, I don't know if anyone saw Billie Eilish's story, but she's like a huge inspiration. And she posted something that honestly, I feel like she put it better than I could even say that she was just talking about how people were kind of hating on her for showing more of a feminine side recently. And she was saying that 
women are multifaceted and that femininity is not a weakness and that is something I completely agree with. I think that everyone can show either their masculine or feminine side and both should be celebrated and if you do choose to show your feminine side, femininity is powerful. So, you know, just own it. What I was going to say, you know, like I'm mainly an instrumentalist from my perspective. I feel like you have to kind of, as a woman, you're forced to stick it out. I used to be a music teacher and I see so many young girls who are interested in learning guitar, bass, drums, whatever. And I think a lot of them tend to quit as they get older from microaggressions and other things. You know, like you walk into a guitar store and people assume you don't know what you're talking about. And I think those like tiny little like discouraging things, if you're just learning, a lot of young girls tend to quit. So just stick it out. I feel like it has gotten better for me at least like as I've moved up so I think you can do it you know don't let that stop you that's great advice what are we closing out the segment with we'll play um, our new single what's it matter to you it just came out the day of our performance on May 26th that was one of the first songs Cody and I ever wrote together a couple years ago It started as something I was just working on for fun. I sort of came up with the chords and the and the rest of the lyrics and melody I just thought were kind of funny and sort of felt empowering in a weird way. Just this narrator who seemed very disinterested in her own love life, which isn't how I feel now, but I just thought it was a funny character to write from, and I showed it to Cody, and he actually totally vibed with it and had this really specific vision from the beginning, I feel like, to call references from both of our favorite bands from the 60s, like The Kinks and a little later on The Doors. Fantastic. Let's hear it. We have Little Fuss here on the remote tiny stage, 95.9 WATD.
John Shea, WATD, backstage at Boston Calling 2023. Now, a quick story. I got here yesterday, and I was setting things up for an interview, and I heard this incredible sound coming from the Tivoli Audio 10, which is uh, mainly local talent here at Boston Calling. And the artist I was listening to turns out to be an artist that I'm actually not familiar with until right now, and uh, the name of the project is Chrysalis. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you for making this work. And thank you so much for having me. So give yourself an introduction, if you would. Absolutely. My name is Indigo Anson, and I have a solo project called Chrysalis, and I write mainly indie folk stuff. <laughs> Where can people find you online? You can find me on all streaming platforms under Chrysalis. It's all lowercase, C-H-R-Y-S-A-L-I-S. And I have, my social media is all chrysalis.m4a, like the audio file. Fantastic. And I understand, too, you have a very interesting story as to how you landed a performance at this year's Boston Calling. Talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I had just gotten this gig busking at somewhere really popular in Boston. And I was really nervous. That was my first day. A random time, too, during the day. And... Basically, I'm playing, and about an hour into my set, someone comes up to me and asks me to turn down the volume on my amp, and I was like, what's up, you know? And turns out they were one of the bookers for the festival. Wow. And so, yeah, they basically, they were like, like your sound? I put my email in your guitar case? Call me. Talk about your musical origins. How did music first become part of your life? So, I was really into theater growing up. That was my main thing for a really long time until COVID. And that's when I started writing a lot. I had a lot going on. I was graduating high school in 2020. And so it was very weird to have all of the final celebrations. Everything was being canceled or postponed. It was super weird to not have a sense of closure after a very formative time in my life. It's, yeah, it's an awkward time for everybody's life. Super, yeah. So it was super weird and 
stuff with human rights as well going on. It was really hard to know where to put my sadness and anger and frustration. I started journaling every single day. I was writing all the time. And then I had a dream in April. It was April 21st. I remember the day. <laughs> April 21st, 2020. I had a dream. I woke up at like 5 a.m. And my friend had been singing to me in the dream. And I remember the melody of the song in the dream. And I was like, oh, I need to write a song with this. So then I wrote a song. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. I just wrote my first song. <laughs> so it was, yeah, that was crazy. That's, that's amazing. But yeah, then I started writing a bunch more and more. And then started going to Berkeley in Congrats. January of 2021. That's amazing. Congratulations on all, all the success. Thank you so much. Let's do one of your tracks. What do you want to listen to? We could listen to Shapeshift. And before we hear it, talk about how this song happened. I was in a time in which I was just really going through it. And the song just kind of poured out of me. And then when I was going into the production stages of it, because I wasn't thinking that it was going to have a more country feel to it or elements of country in this song until I was in the production stages and my producer, AJ Jones, who is so, so, so talented, they're from Tennessee, they're from Knoxville, and grew up with a ton of country music influence. And so they were like, oh, let's, let's try adding this, let's try adding this. And I was like, I really like where this is going. Oh, 
Crystalis with Shapeshift, 95.9 WATD. You can find that on all streaming platforms. I'm John Shea as we come to the end of our broadcast tonight here on the remote tiny stage. Coming to you from the media tent at Boston Calling 2023, another festival in the books. It was a fantastic year this year. Tons of great bands performed, many of them local, and I'm already looking forward to next year. This broadcast will be made available as a podcast later on this evening on the Almost Famous page at 95.9WATD.com. You can also find it by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or head over to almostfamousradio.com. Please tell your friends. I'm back next week for more great local music here on WATD Tuesday evenings from 8 till 10. And after this quick break, we'll check in with the members of Blue Light Bandits to close out tonight's almost famous Tiny Stage broadcast. 95.9 WATD, back in a few. Almost Famous with John Shea on 95.9 WATD. For the final time, welcome back to the remote Tiny Stage tonight, coming to you from the media tent at the Boston Calling Music Festival being held at the Harvard Athletic Complex in Cambridge, Massachusetts. We have time to fit in just one more interview segment, and I'm chatting right now with the band Blue Light Bandits. Guys, give yourself an introduction. I am Simon Adamson on drums. My name is Dan Cristofaro. I play keys. Ethan Bates, and I'm playing bass, and missing from this interview is our guitarist, Jay Ferris, who's making sure he gets all the gear he needs for the show this afternoon. So if somebody's hearing Blue Light Bandits for the very first time, how would you describe your sound? Four-piece band, lots of vocals, keys, bass, drums, guitar. It's rock music, but it goes in a lot of directions, and you'll hear the jazz and the neo-soul that we love in our stuff, too. Cool. How'd you guys all come together? Well, we uh, met Simon, our drummer, playing music in Worcester at Michael's Cigar Bar. We were just kind of like, like we like to say, ships in the night. We didn't meet each other for a while, but Ethan and I met in high school and played, and then we met Jay through a mutual friend. But basically, we've all gathered in Worcester, and that's that's our home. And there's uh, quite a bit of music out there from you guys. What's available? We put out an EP um, earlier in the year called Sadness, Madness, Pride, and Greed uh, that came out in March. Uh, that's our latest release, but we put out a full record in the summer of 2021 called Honestly Glad It Happened that we recorded and produced by ourselves at home in Worcester, uh, and Dan and I have also released a handful of other um, recordings going back to when we were still college students, but you can hear us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, anywhere you listen to music. Speaking of which, the best way to support local musicians, what's your advice? coming to see them play at local venues and buying drinks and buying merch. Those are the best ways to put money directly in our pockets to allow us to keep doing what we're doing. And speaking of which, a big show announcement's being made. What's what's going on with that? Yeah, we got Bright Music Hall. We're uh, co-headlining with Co-Pilot. We're pumped. It's our first um, headline or co-headline spot at Bright Music Hall. And that's August 18th. Fantastic. The website, the socials, all that stuff, how to follow you guys. What's that? We are at Blue Light Bandits on Instagram. BlueLightBandits.com is our website where you can link to all our other social media and to our channels on all the music streaming services. So let's feature one of the Blue Light Bandits tracks to close out the evening tonight. This is how we used to love. Guys, best of luck today. We'll catch you soon. Thank you very much. I'm John Shea. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Be safe. I'll talk to you next week. 95.9 WATD. It's almost famous.
Walk away. I didn't want somebody to save me. 